Tonight's expedition into the extra normal is brought to you by Mountain Sea Blast. Mountain Sea Blast, now legal in 30 states. So, we are beginning a new mystery today. Cool, man. Because, you know, I like mysteries. That's why I'm a detective. So, does anybody have any start of mystery moves they want to use? Oh, that's a good question. That they routinely forget about until halfway through the mystery? Well, not I. So, okay. I have a move called Connect the Dots. At the beginning of each mystery, if you look for the wide patterns that current events might be part of, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus... Hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. Spend your hold during the mystery to ask the keeper any one of the following questions. Is this person connected to the current events more than they are saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? How does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? So, uh, I'm going to roll. Let's do it. And a five and a three is an eight. And my sharp of two makes it a ten. So I get to hold three. Perfect. Yes. Now the next step is to remember to use them. I used two last time, so that was good. Yeah, well, let's see if we can keep that trend going. We start today with our trio and their new ward sitting at the breakfast nook of the mansion. Og is in the corner, playing with blocks with letters on them. Nearby lies a toy truck. The other three are seated comfortably around a small table, with a variety of pastries and warm beverages set in front of them. Well, gentlemen, I think we've had enough downtime to heal our lingering injuries from our last outing. And now that we have helped our good friend Og here, it may be in our best interest to do something about the current state of disrepair of downtown L.A., which is at least in part our fault. Og begins banging some blocks together. So, like, um, did, did you have something in mind? Want to go, like, I don't know. Do you want to go, like, feed the poor? Or something? Well, the church is handling a number of outreach programs, which we could certainly help. But I seem to recall, Trevor, that you mentioned seeing something online about uh, hippies, I believe you said, who might have had a curative. So it's a possibility that these same hippies may be our druid friends. And so I was thinking we could take a journey back to our campsite as best we can and see if they are still there, if we can help them, if we can distribute their agent so as to help alleviate the situation downtown. What say you, Sir Knight? To protect the innocent from this horrible mutation of their bodies would be the ideal thing to do in this situation, yes. 
shark noises. Well said. So, like, cool. We're going to go find hippies. And away you go. The drive is short, and the morning radio is unpleasant, as two pundits scream back and forth over what should be done with the wastelands that have been taken over by militant groups and sadomasochistic weirdos. But soon you come to the end of the road, and by end of the road I mean the checkpoint, where there is a military blockade set up to prevent people from leaving the zombified zone. The sea blasted zone? Well, they don't know that, so... Okay. They're calling it the Z-Zone, or something similarly stupid. This is the military you're dealing with. Oh, then it's probably just the hotspot. Well, if they're not stopping us going in, I waved jovially. No, no, they, they, they see you coming, and they're like, uh, Excuse me, sirs. Excuse me. Uh, you do know where you're headed, right? Uh, yes, my son. Uh, I can assure you that we are aware of all that is happening in there. My name is Father Donald O'Malley. I and my friends here are part of the church's relief efforts uh, for the disaster which has happened in the downtown area. And uh, do you have a permit for that shark man? What? Yeah, man. That's Og. Shark noises. You tell him. Uh, The shark man is part of our church's youth outreach program. Uh, We are trying to keep him from a life on the streets. You're doing the Lord's work. Thank you, son. Raise the barricade! And the barricade opens up, and they wave you in. Bye! And away we go. The streets here are empty, and you don't start seeing any signs of life until you get about a block further in than the blockade. At this point, you're starting to see remnants of civilization, people huddled around trash cans trying to keep warm despite the bright sun overhead. There are repurposed dune buggies wrapped in barbed wire driving around with 'er ne'er-do-wells screaming from the top, swinging around to baseball bats. In the corner, you're pretty sure you see some guy in a business suit working some sort of VR machine until moments later he is sucked into it and vanishes. This is quite the dystopian hellscape. You know, gentlemen... Having read a number of dystopian fiction, I never thought that the correct outcome of the apocalypse would be all of them. But here we are amongst living proof. Oh yes, look over there. That's the street corner where I lost my eye. You want to go find it? No, it was made off with some rampant rascals who clawed away at my face and left me rather injured. I could not pursue them diligently enough with only one functioning eye, tearing up as it was from the true pain of having lost an eye. So, like, the eye's gone, then? For the foreseeable. Okay. And we keep going. Onward to where we live. Back to the old campground. Who is driving? I always drive. Then I would like you to roll to read a bad situation. Okay. Well, a five and a two is a seven, and my sharp of two makes it a nine. A nine? Yeah. Very good. As you pull up to the empty lot, where last you saw there were many frightened campers in various RVs and pop-up tents and sleeping bags, you find a blasted blackened charge spot 
where there was some sort of soda explosion. And there are no signs of your friends. Well, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? There appear to be seagulls watching you. All right, dudes. So check it out. Ground zero. Check. Druids. Not check. Birds of prey. Also check. I think that uh, for the time being, it might be in our best interest to ask around, see if we can't get some, I believe you would call them leads, Ebs? Yeah, man. I figured we start over there in their boat, where I let them live. The boat is not there either. Does it look like it's been yanked out of the ground? Or super salvaged? Well, there's just no signs of it. (gasps) Someone stole my boat again. We all know where this is leading. Perhaps, gentlemen, uh, we could get some information if we visit some of our other compatriots. Let's take a trip to the burger bar and see if Luan might have any information about the whereabouts of our druid friends. Well, sure, man. And we head to Harry's Burger Bar. As you approach Harry's Burger Bar, the sight before you is quite astounding. Where once it was a simple shack, now stands a four-story dome made of twisted metal, wire, and mesh. In the parking lot, there are nearly a dozen teenagers on various dirt bikes dressed in makeshift armor. They're riding in circles and shouting and screeching. They appear to be having otherwise a good time. About a hundred feet further down towards the shore, there are several score people enjoying a day at the beach like they normally would. They appear to be completely unfazed by the chaos around them. Well, Ebbs... It would appear that these youngsters are trying to give your sense of subtlety a run for its money. Mean the murder circle? Yes, that is exactly what I mean. Oh. Clearly it was so subtle you almost took no notice of it. No, man. Like, I wouldn't have known they were a murder circle if they weren't doing murder circle things. Silly. They're just letting us know who they are. Well, perhaps it's time we let them know that we have a shark man. And with that, I will get out of the van and start heading towards the new and improved Harry's Burger Bar. I hop out and head that way on my Segway that I packed in the back. Come along, young Og, and I join as well. The four of you approach, swagger in your step, except for you, Trevor, because nobody has any swagger ever on a Segway. They notice you coming. They quickly turn their bikes, and make loud revving noises. One of them, your guess would be the leader, begins gunning straight towards you. But at the last moment, he stops into a skid, sending up a shower of sand over the four of you. He lifts up the visor to his helmet, and you can see possibly blood, possibly war paint on his face underneath. He looks at you straight in the eyes and says... Do you have a reservation? Uh, I step forward, covered in dirt, and lift my visor 
to reveal my somewhat scarred visage and my eye patch and say, Why, even better! I am familiar with the owner of this fine establishment. He revs his engine again. I've heard that before. If you don't have reservations, then you can't go in. You can still order the pickup if you like, though. Oh, but we're not here for the food, per se. We are here to uh, talk to the owner herself. I do appreciate the offer, however. I'd like you to make a roll to manipulate someone. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. A three and a three is a six. With my charm of two, that's up to an eight. And how am I supposed to believe you that you are a friend of the owner? They were the last ones who said that. And he points, and there's six wooden stakes lined up. And hanging from each wooden stake is a very apparent tourist who has been duct taped into a mummy with only their socks and Birkenstocks allowing you to identify them. Well, lying is a rather serious crime, I do agree. But Luan does know me quite personally. I was here when the previous establishment was demolished. I kept her safe. So you're saying you are the flow? And at this, all of the other bikers just mutter under their breath, The flow, the flow, it's the flow. I see my reputation does precede me, but yes. A thousand I pardons, am the master. I of the flow, knight of the round table and seeker of the holy grail, and saviour of the good lady Luan. A thousand pardons, my liege, please, please, go ahead. We did not know you should have identified yourself sooner. Please, please, I am but a humble servant. And he backs away. Ah, your humility redeems your actions one hundredfold. It is because of good men and women like yourselves that Lady Luan is nice and safe inside of her fortress. Uh, I'm non-binary? Oh, my mistake. You as well. well. Thank you. You find yourselves in the Burger Dome. You are on the third floor in meeting room B. You are ushered in by guards wearing more leather than common sense and waiting behind the desk in her spotless uniform is Luann. Why, it's about time you showed back up. Ah, uh-huh, my lady Luann. I am afraid that I was rather preoccupied by trying to protect the civilians of this town from the evil that had managed to swell up inside of it. Well, there was some evil that tried swelling up inside of my burger bar, and I was having none of that. I very well see that. You have made many different modifications to your enterprise since I last was here. At this, you hear cheering from the blood sports happening in the next room over. Well, you know how I am. I always look for a way to make a little something extra. I can see that. A tournament. A magnificent way of earning a crown some capital. Uh, It goes right into the cookie jar. You know, in case of rainy weather. Indeed. One never knows when a foul rain such as that we experienced could befall us again. At this point, she traipses up to you. Oh, oh my God, what happened to your eye? Oh, it is a terrible tale. 
a sign of my own lack of vigilance. For as I was upon these streets was I beset by a band of hooligans clawing and scratching with their hands. She turns to Father O'Malley. He's cute, but he just rambles on like this. What's he trying to say? He was assaulted by a street gang while he was trying to help citizenry. Oh, you poor thing. And thus must I keep a vigil twice as often to make up for my lost eye. He has to look in both directions now because he can't see in one. As my eye looks from one side of the room to the other, back to the first half, back to the other. Well, don't you worry. Now that you're back in my care, I'ma take care of you. And she takes you by the hand and seats you at the table. I take a seat. Bethany, he has been sitting for three seconds already, and you have not brought him his order. And in walks a scared young girl in the burger bar outfit with some sort of technological mechanical collar around her neck. My apologies, Luann. Here you go, good sir knight. And she places a tray in front of you and then scurries out of the room. I tell you, it is so hard to find good help these days. Is that a slave collar? I'm I'm sorry, a what? A collar that's, like, hooked up to a network of collars. That, like, all obey a master collar. That's, like, you know, part of a group. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little deaf in that ear. So, what are you doing in town? I mean, you're, you're gonna be, be taking on the evil, but what sort of evil are you taking on? Well, as you've no doubt seen, the very victims of this tragedy are also its greatest threat. Those who have consumed the vile liquor that has poisoned our region for so long. No, if you're talking about that mountain sea blast, we cannot even get any in stock. It is it is sold out everywhere. Oh, and quite a blessing that it isn't here. For those that have consumed it have become the very monsters that have caused this land to fall to chaos. And I seek to find the cure. Well, I got a pretty good cure, too. And at this point, you hear some shotgun blasts from outside. Why, that is the strongest sound of chariots colliding that I've ever heard in a while. Yeah, it turns out the zombies, they don't carry cash and don't want to order no food, so we got a zero-tolerance policy. Well, who I am seeking have these, uh, an order of most goodly druids who keep to themselves in seclusion. You may or you may not have heard tale of them, but they have been working hard at finding a cure to this problem that ails us all so. Are you talking about those jerks who tried to stop me from harvesting dolphin meat? Well, they are quite the conservationists, so I suppose they would take umbrage with the hunting of natural animals. Well, I will tell you this, that um, I believe they were cornered and driven into the sea by some of the vagrants out there. Hmm. I will have to investigate this claim at another time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely another time. For now, you should just, you know, relax. You can spend the night. I got some real soft sheets upstairs. Uh, as she's talking, I'm more and more distracted by the, the ongoing uh, tournament beneath. So she continues rambling on, and her ramblings become more and more lascivious as she goes. Father O'Malley, uh, Trevor, would you like to do something? Sir Osmond, uh, I believe... And that's what we have the pillories for, because, you know, sometimes you just need to really get the arms and the head stuck in position. And Ooh, they've lost their weapons. Now they'll have to fight barehanded. Who shall win? Osmond, we really should tarry hence and 
attempt to find the druids, see if they were driven into the sea. I I know that this tournament has drawn your attention. I can I can understand uh, your connection to it spiritually, but uh, I'm not certain that there's any more to be gained from uh, staying here, and certainly certain amounts of salvation to be lost if we stay here too long. As ever, you do speak the truth, and righteously so, good father. Verily, we must be away. Can't you just stay for one night? I'll get you into the tournament. Respectfully, I must decline. Were I to enter this tournament, it shall be by merit, not by invitation. Respectfully. Well said, Sir Knight. And at this point, I will roust him from his seat and start moving him towards the door. Well, if you're ever cold at night, you know where to come. Okay, bye. And I segue away. Speaking of segues... Hey folks, welcome to the middle of episode 20. Just as a reminder, you can find all of our episodes on all your favorite podcast sites, such as Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, and many more. Also, keep a lookout for our new show, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. New episodes of Weirdwood can be expected to air on Wednesdays, while new episodes of Expeditions will continue to air on Mondays. And now, back to the show. You leave the Burger Dome. The teens on Wasteland Jet Bikes salute you as you go. I wave. One of them waves with his hand that he's not saluting with, and the one next to him hits him. No, man, no. You're supposed to just salute with one hand. Oh, but he waved. No. no. Yeah, like the queen, though, you know, like the, the cupped hand left and right. Anyway, we're going to the beach, bro, where uh, Luann indicated that the vagrants may have driven off the hippies that were trying to stop them from uh, tuna raiding. Yeah, um, you see a beach full of people. Some are swimming, some are tanning. Is this the leather-bound side of the beach, or is this the regular-bound side of the beach? There's just mostly normal people on the beach. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant like there was this like invisible divide that, like, you know... Oh, no, no. There are, like, people on the beach, like, who are definitely wearing spiked helmets and bladed jock straps and things like that. But there are also people who are, like, wearing sundresses with their kids who are drinking Kool-Aid out of little pouches. All right. Cool, man. Well, it's a new day and age. So how do you guys think we find hippies? Well, we could start with asking. You could be a detective and use your abilities to detect. Okay. Do you know where there are any hippies? Shark noises. Thanks, Og. I will head down to the beach, look for a friendly family, approach them, and ask them how they're doing on this fine, sunny day in the light of our Lord. I'd like you to roll to investigate a mystery, please. Well, a six and a one is a seven, plus my sharp of one is an eight. Very good. Oh, hello, Father. How are you? Oh, I'm quite well, my children. Uh, I 
have been away. Well, they're my children, and I'm your children, so I guess they're your your grandchildren, huh? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I must say I've been away from this part of the city for a while, and um, I was trying to look up some of my friends. They were staying at a camp-style commune uh, about a mile away. I was wondering if you'd heard anything about um, hippies in the area, or seeming hippies. Well, you've got to hold one, so what question would you like to ask? What is being concealed here? Well, you can see that the mother was trying to, on the down low, watch Dr. Phil on her phone. Well, it's good to know that there's still phone service out here. Oh, well, um, yeah, I, I saw some, uh, some hippie-looking folk. They had leaves in their hair, and uh, one of them had a mustache, even. And they were on a boat made of plants that had legs that crawled into the ocean. Yes, yes, that sounds like the one. It crawled into the ocean. Yeah, it crawled into the ocean. They were being chased by a, a bunch of those those homeless folk. You know, the ones that had been breaking into sores and stealing soda? Ah, yes. This city is becoming a worse and worse place to raise your kids in. Indeed. So, I will return to... The gentleman. Gentlemen, it appears as though the hippies, uh, I'm sorry, the druids, transformed your boat, Ebbs, into some sort of Baba Yaga-style hut and then ran it into the ocean to escape the sea blasted. None of this seems to shock you. It flew away. So, like, I guess growing legs isn't that weird? Either way, if we wish to pursue them, chances are we're going to need a watercraft of some kind. We have the second boat? Right, the second boat. Second boat. Perfect. Yeah. You know, sitting over there. We're going to have to swim to it, though. I think we can manage. At this point, Og begins clapping and jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, me, I forgot. You like to swim. Shark noises. And I take my shirt off and run to the beach. Uh, he races you to the water. Oh, I can't let the guy with fins for for feet beat me. Roll to act under pressure. One under four is a five, and a cool with a one is a six. With a six, you actually break ahead as he has to stop to avoid stepping on some small children. You're feeling great. You're rushing to the water. As you begin to dive, half a dozen sea blasted rise up out of the water in front of you. Take one harm as you collide with them. Ah! Ebbs! Should it be as a point that he crashes off of his Segway that he was using? Yes. I'm amazed that the Segway was working on sand. It's got big fluffy tires. But I scramble to my feet. And I run away from the crowd. Ah! To your foot. No, my foot! I crab walk away. I'll be rushing down towards the beach to help protect Ebbs. Okay, Ebbs, give me another act under pressure roll. Ah, With a minus one forward. Even worse. Well, two and a three is a five. And my one makes a six. And my minus one makes a five. Uh, mark another point of experience and take two more harm as they begin to swarm you and chew on you and prod you and... Wait, were these armor-defeating harms? I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, these are not armor-defeating harms. Good. Good. They are just surrounding you and pummeling you. Okay, because I have invincibility, because 
I don't take harm like that anymore. So you are immobilized beneath this horde of the sea blasted, but you are not being injured. Bad touch. Bad touch. As the good father makes his way to defend young Trevor, I make my way to protect the innocent that are in the way. So you rush forward uh, to your left. Og is being sternly chided by a Karen who is very angry because he accidentally kicked up some sand on their beach towel. Further up ahead, there are a handful of sunbathers who are panicking now that they're seeing the sea blasted arrive. And coming in from up the beach some is one of those battle-ready dune buggies. Father O'Malley, what you got? All right, having reached the point on the beach where the sea blasted are swarming ebbs, I'm just going to start laying in elbows. Okay, you're throwing bows. Yep. Make your attack. Kick some ass. So I rolled a six and a three on dice, which is a nine, plus my newly upped tough of three is a twelve. Well, that means you get to pick an additional effect. Uh, I'm going to put the monster where I want them, which is not on top of Trevor. So you run in and with some vicious fisticuffs and brawling and general force, you're able to drive them off of your partner. They are burning as you collide with them and they scramble backwards as they fall. Okay. If it matters, just a reminder that my body does count as two harm. Yes. Uh, Plus, it counts as their weakness. These things are actually doing their best to shriek. It appears as though these things can feel pain. It just has to be something special. Did we establish last time they couldn't be harmed? Well, you've not that they couldn't be harmed, but like they're zombies. They just keep coming as you hack them up. Oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But but Father O'Malley's fists of divinity actually cause them pain. Yes. Ebbs, on your feet. And then I'll offer him a hand to help him up. And I get up. And you are still in the sand with a single leg. And I pick up my Segway. Okay. You're not sure how you're going to swim with it. Oh. Did the monsters run away? Uh, no, they're just picking themselves up off of the ground. Oh. Well, I Segway over to Og. Okay. Og is currently being browbeaten by a five foot four, dark-haired, middle-aged woman. Okay, I interpose. Hi. Og appears to be on the verge of tears. Sir Osmond. Uh, seeing that the um, dune buggies are making their way here, I loudly entreat the beachgoers. Make way! Make way as the chariots are approaching! Be out of their way as they come through! It is very dangerous! Retreat back to the shore! Roll to manipulate someone. A 6 and a 4 is a 10, plus my charm of 2 makes that a 12. Well, uh, they all begin to hurry away. This beach buggy, however, is still careening straight towards you and the Sea Blasted. I'm going to uh, position myself in such a way where I'm further away from the Sea Blasted so that the approaching vehicle can get in front of me and also put itself between... Myself and the Sea Blasted. Roll to act under pressure. Ugh. Uh, well, a four and a two is six. And with my new cool of plus one, that turns into a seven. 
Okay, so you're able to leap backwards, but you lose your footing in the sand. And while you are not run over by the buggy, you are face down, buried just enough to be a face full of sand. Your mouth is just choked with the stuff. Mm. Father O'Malley. There's a dune buggy heading directly in my direction. Uh, well, it has stopped now next to the pile of sea blasted, and they appear to have some sort of mounted rifle on the back of it. They turn it and start firing into the sea blasted, but you're not hearing gunshots. You're hearing the <laughs> of a semi-automatic air rifle. Gentlemen, what is that you're firing? It's a pellet gun. I suppose that will get the job done. It can break skin at ten feet. The guy is dressed in camo fatigues and has dozens of American flag patches sewn into his outfit. He appears to be close to 50 and closing in on 300 pounds at a whopping height of 5 foot 4. Well, show them they can't come on America's beaches. Well, gentlemen, it appears as though you have these creatures in tow. Now, if you'll excuse me, I then jump into the ocean and start swimming toward Ebbs' boat. You got it, father. And they stop to salute you. Go with God, my sons. As they stop to salute you, the sea blasted begin to overtake their vehicle. Oh, that, that, no, no, it's not fair. You can't attack while we're saluting a priest. That's just unchristian. Oh, no, God. Oh, they're biting. Ah, I'm getting up and... Spitting as much sand out of my mouth as I make my way over and start physically prying the sea blasted off of the vehicle. Give me a roll to act under pressure. Oh, a three and a two plus my brand new plus one turned it into a six. Well, you can mark an experience point as you take two damage as you are piled on by these things. Quick, while the Frenchies got them distracted, run! And they start driving away. I will return from the ocean and begin to pull the sea blasted off of Osmond. Well, not just it, you aren't. We're going to give uh, Trevor a chance to do something. All right. I take Og by the hand and I lead him to the water so we can swim to the boat. Because I trust the tough fighty guys in our group to get the tough fighty thing done. Okay, you bring Og over to the water. He smiles, he claps some more, and he dives right in. And then he just shoots out like a rocket. It appears as though he is much faster than any of you are in the water. Well, he has a genetic advantage, so he's got that going for him. So, two of you are swimming to safety. Father O'Malley, you're coming back to rescue... Osmond, yes. Time to remove these sea blasted from our vicinity. I will. Again, just start throwing haymakers. Roll to kick some ass. All right. A three and a four is a seven, plus my tough of three is a ten. Choose an additional effect. I will once again choose to put them where I want them to just get them off of Osmond. So you throw them back again. They collapse. Some of them start crying. One of them is trying to use a bottle opener on Sir Osmond's leg piece. I try very hard to kick him or her or them 
away from my knee. It's not very difficult. You can just, like, pull your leg away. It doesn't have a good grip. Osmond, I believe we should make our way to the boat. I think these things have given up all the fight they intend to. With some luck, by the end of the day, they will all be cured. Let's hope. And then I will proceed to once more enter the ocean and swim towards Ebbs' boat. You got it. How about you, Sir Osmond? Well, with the newest addition uh, from having visited the good lady Selina, after the newest addition from visiting the good lady Selina, after repairing my armor for the most recent time, I lower my visor to cover my face, push it in to lock my suit, and, as instructed... Uh, push in a small piece from within my armor, around where my shoulder is, and I can feel new and a fresh breeze from within my own armor as I start walking under the water. Since this is the first time you've used this particular toy, I'd like you to roll to act under pressure. Certainly. Oh, thank you so much, Selena. Uh, <laughs> a six and a five... Make an 11 plus my cool plus one for a 12. You got it perfect. You hit that button and you begin your march. It takes about 10 minutes for everyone to catch up and get to the boat. Og is able to help you climb into the boat. He is strong enough to pick you up while he's swimming and then help you get to the ladder on the side. And you are on the open sea. And by the open sea, I mean you're 500 feet off the shore. Well... I'm going to use my next killer detective move and ask you to connect the dots and tell me when and where will the next critical event occur. In the distance, you can see a small island that you are almost certain was not there before. All right, boys, batten down the hatches. We're on our way. 